Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, KFC is rolling out a new menu item called Cheetza. The name is a mashup of chicken and pizza. So they take these fried chicken fillets, that becomes the air quotes crust, and then they top it with marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, and pepperoni. Can I get hot honey on that? Sure. (laughs) Especially if you bring your own. Second, with this hack, get your kids to eat their veggies. A food blogger mom swears by what she calls lettuce chips. She cuts romaine lettuce small and has her kids dip them in her homemade red pepper sauce. Hmm. She says the kids can't get enough of them. And finally, in the world of food, McDonald's is launching a new sauce they claim will make you want to put it on everything. It's called Savory Chili Wickdonald's sauce. (laughs) It's a a nod to anime fans. And it's got ginger, garlic, and soy with a sweet heat. Wow. Think you, does that sound tasty to you? Like put mm, it on a sandwich or something? Maybe. Yeah. What? I don't know. I'd be scared to read the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm sorry. Yes, Taylor is. <laughs> that's where my brain went. Every time I bring in, in a, that a new protein What's bar. What's it going to do to my tummy? Protein bar that's really delicious. Like, oh my gosh, you got to try this. It tastes just like cookies. Enjoy it and go. I, I, here, this is the phrase. I can't have that. No, I can't. If it's got erythritol in it, game over, man. I cannot eat artificial. Wait, wait, what do you mean game over? Like one time you gave me one of your coffee drinks and I almost missed Girls on the Run because I was running down the hall. Oh, oh, you yeah, thought you had like, norovirus. Yeah. Norovirus. But yeah, it was, it was very scary. Huh. Like I just, my stomach can't handle stuff like that for some reason. Huh. Hey, what was the most unique thing about your wedding? Coming up, when we tell you where this couple got married, your jaw will drop. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. What was the most unique thing about your wedding? Well, when we tell you where this couple got married, your jaw is going to drop. You may have heard uh, recently in the headlines, a chain of convenience stores in Kentucky added disco balls and lights to the bathrooms. No. So they're like mini dance clubs. So, yep, you guessed it. Logan and Tiana decided, let's get married in the bathroom. <laughs> Tiana's dad walked her down the candy aisle to the bathroom where the pastor was waiting for them. Wow. And after exchanging vows, they turned the lights on for their very first dance under the bathroom disco ball. I wonder what their kids are going to think. Yeah, we got married in a convenience store bathroom, kids. That's where it all started. The two of them are going to have a very unique and interesting life together. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about you unique things, the, the most unique thing about your wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a big one for both me and Kevin. We'll tell you at least one of ours. Uh, mine wasn't location. It was the budget. Tell you about that next. Talking about what was the most unique thing about your wedding, like we just uh, spoke about this couple that got married in the convenience store bathroom that added a disco ball in, a, in, in the bathroom. That's, and that's where they chose to get married. That's For unique. me, it wasn't location. It was a very boring location. It was the budget that made our wedding so unique. Um, it was a grand total... Uh, I think if I look back on my little, like, my wedding bride notebook, it was 
$3,000. Wow. So I wore my there, sister's there are, dress. There are ladies listening right now. Like, my dress was more than yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why I, I wore my sister's dress. And she had worn it off her shoulders with a different veil. Mm. So I wore it up on my shoulders. And I took one of those little, like, quilting hoops and my mom put satin around it and made me a veil. And then the florist added flowers. Oh, wow. And nobody That's knew, creative. even though my sister had just gotten married two years before me, nobody knew it was the same dress. <laughs> and then my mom sewed all the bridesmaids' dresses. Uh, we made all our own food for the reception. It was my idea to have a brunch air quote. So yeah. I made all these mini muffins and put it in the freezer. Lady in the church made the cake. I mean, it was like every. Oh, Glenn's dad. My husband's dad had put himself through dental school as a florist, so he made silk flowers for all the arrangements at the altar and everything. Wow. And then he just added some big gladiolas in the back to make them look bigger. Now, if you'd like to get the rest of the story, you can find it all in Taylor's new book, My Amish Wedding. <laughs> Come on, it was not. We got to find out the unique place Kevin got married. And tell us, what was the most unique thing about your wedding? We're talking about uh, unique or quirky things about... Your wedding, and, and my wife and I had a unique and quirky wedding, and we got married in a legitimate, real-life castle. That's it was, amazing. It was a castle built in West Virginia. It was a guy who had a coal company, and he fell in love with a woman in Europe. This is way back in the 18-somethings. Fell in love with this woman in Europe. She did not want to leave her castle in Bavaria or wherever she lived, so he built her an exact replica wow. in the mountains of West Virginia, which was like a two-hour drive from where we lived, in an effort to woo her to the United States, and she never came. <laughs> oh, no! So you made something good out so, of a bad yeah, situation. Well, the whole town of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia has. They use it for events, and it's a tourist attraction, and they have, like, the Berkeley Springs High School prom is there every year, and, and our, wedding, cool. our wedding was there. So you got married cool. at a castle, and you've been treating Tracy like a princess ever since. Like a queen ever since. <laughs> and then the, the, uh, the unique thing about it was that everybody in our party had to stay. It was a night wedding, and like I said, it was a few hours away from where we lived, so everybody had to spend the night. So it was like our family and friends took over this small town for a day. And believe it or not, it was, I think the entire wedding, including Tracy's dress, was like less than $8,000, something like that. It was not like eye-poppingly like, what? How much was that? It wasn't like crazy expensive or anything, so... Uh, Yeah, that was our wedding. We got married literally in a castle. No, it was not a White Castle restaurant. Are you a child of the 80s? This is very exciting news for you. Rainbow Bright dolls are back after 40 years. (laughs) I thought you were going to say. They came out in 1984. I thought you were going to say John and Richie were getting back together. (laughs) Bon Jovi. (laughs) The new line of Hallmark dolls feature the same bright colors as the original toys, and they're for ages three and up. The collection ranges from the Rainbow Bright fashion doll. Do you remember this? This is the one that holds mental landscape for me. The strawberry shortcake doll. <laughs> oh, I remember when I got strawberry shortcake pencils and an yeah. eraser set. Oh, so happy. Did you have the whole deal? Did you have like shoes? And because I remember some. No, girl I didn't have the had, shoes. Had the had the tennis shoes, the little strawberry shortcake. Wow. On the side we had the color forms. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. Oh totally. Strawberry shortcake. Yeah. I didn't have strawberry shortcake, but I remember those. Yeah. Coming up, how do you feel about this mom's controversial rule about birthday parties? See how you feel about this mom's controversial rule about birthday parties. Marissa's 28 years old. She lives in Pennsylvania, and she's declared that she has birthday party fatigue (laughs) and that no way is her daughter getting a birthday party every year. Little Daisy's 11 months old. 
And she says Daisy will get a first birthday party, a sweet 16, and a high school graduation party. That's it. She said she doesn't want to force those annual parties on friends and family. She said she'll have a Daisy day with fun activities of her daughter's choosing and a family dinner with cake, but no parties. And it's created a ton of controversy, including some people claiming, well, that's it. Your daughter's going to grow up hating you. (laughs) My sister had a creative idea with her two girls because they have a birthday a week apart, three years apart, but a week apart on the calendar. And every other year was a a kid party and the other years were just a family party and they were alternate. My question is how the child is only 11 months old. How can mm-hmm. she be burned out on parties already? She hasn't even had one. All yet. her family and friends, all the ones that she's had to go that she's to. She's going to. Yeah. Huh. And she doesn't want to inflict the same birthday party fatigue on everyone else. <laughs> okay. Well, to each their own. So the lady that's uh, saying like, oh, nope, I'm not having birthday parties for my daughter. She will have a first birthday party, a 16th and a college graduation. She's already making assumptions there. The child's going to go and graduate college. But I have a different view on that and maybe one that would change a heart if maybe that's you. And you're saying, like, that sounds like a good idea. We're limiting that because it's just just too much. Um, maybe a different perspective. We'll, we'll talk about it next. So this lady who who declared she's gone. Is it gone viral? I mean, people are going crazy with this lady that's mm-hmm. uh, declared she's not throwing birthday parties for a kid. Uh, child is 11 months old. Going to do a first birthday party, a 16th, sweet sixteen, and high school graduation. High school grad—that was it. High mm-hmm. school, not college graduate. High school graduation. That then, that's it. She's like, I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't want to inflict that on other people. And I have a little bit of a different view on that. And uh, I hope that maybe somebody will share this with her. My wife and I have four kids, so by the time that each of them turned eighteen, that means we had. 72 birthday parties. Aw, that's awesome. My wife baked at least 72 cakes or ordered cakes and got something pithy written on the cake for them. That means I hung the birthday banner. I hang a birthday banner in the kitchen. If it's your birthday, even though they're moved out, I still hang the birthday banner on their birthday. Just did it for my daughter, Amber, and I'll put a little post-it note on it, and I'll put, happy birthday, Ambu. And I took a picture of it and sent it to her. I was like, still hanging the banner, even though you're not here. So anyhow, that's a lot of birthday parties. It's a lot of, we would do a non-surprise surprise party in our house. That was our tradition where you knew you were going to have a, quote, surprise party, just a family, but someone would ask you to go out on a on some type of task, some type of errand, and when you came back, surprise balloons and everybody, you know, our whole family was there and there'd be presents and everything else. But it sounds like a lot. 72 times we did that for our four kids. It went by like that. And what I wouldn't give to go back to just one, just one of those little kid birthdays where I might even have been annoyed, like, oh, my gosh, because we hit birthday season in our family where it seems like we're constantly doing a birthday. I would love to go back and have just one. So to that mom that's like, nope, I'm just going to do three parties for my kid. I reconsider that. Boy, you don't want to miss those moments. That's the good stuff, right? That's that's the. Nobody goes through a family album anymore, but when you're scrolling through your pictures in years to come, you're like, oh, look, that was your eighth birthday. You had to have, you know, something. And boy, we got it for you. You were so happy. Don't miss those occasions. Not one birthday. Celebrate every one of them. Hey, Carolyn, it's Kevin and Taylor. So you called to weigh in on kid birthday parties? I did. And I kind of think that Kevin and this lady are saying the same thing. She's saying she's not going to throw a birthday party. Not that she's not going to celebrate her child's birthday. Yeah, she's she not going to throw a party she's... where 
Yeah, she said she's going to have a daisy day and then a family birthday party with a cake. Family dinner. But and not that, with that all the kids like coming. exactly what Kevin was talking about. I mean, he had a family birthday. He didn't invite the whole neighborhood, all the kids from the neighborhood and from school and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, and anyway, I, I just, I, I agree with her. However, I would add a 10-year-old birthday because when you get into double digits, it's kind of a big deal. Huh. So add the 10, so stick with the plan, but add the 10-year-old birthday. Got it. Okay. How do you feel as an aunt, Taylor, if, uh, I don't know, like uh, your niece, it was her birthday and they had a get together and you weren't invited. Would you feel left out? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but what, I mean, what we did is I always hosted the birthdays at my house. Ooh, genius. Yeah. 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 It was really fun. And like when we sold that house after living there for 19 years, my, my niece who was, I think she was a senior or junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one last get together and then we gave away our, our old $300 scratch and dent dining room table to a young couple who had just got married. And she was devastated that she missed the last dinner at our oh. house. And I was like, what? Mm. Our ha- Like those parties meant that much to you? Yeah. And I always had like, I bought decorations and balloons and stuff and we'd have a special meal and a cake. And uh, I had no idea it meant so much to them. But then oh. my sister would have the parties where kids were invited every other year. So do you know uh, anyone who is really creative and thoughtful and they don't spend a lot of money or a lot of time or effort? It's just like, oh, man, that is the sweetest thing. And I think um, I don't mean to be, you know, judgmental or whatever, but guys don't realize, I think, sometimes how easy it is to be thoughtful to their wives. And so I can't wait to tell you this thing that I found out um, my brother-in-law, Andrew, did for my sister, Esther. And I found out about it late to the party. It was Valentine's Day. But I found out about it because I hung out with her twin. And the twins share everything with each other. You should see that she scrolled through her text to show me a picture of what I'm about to tell you. And it was just like nonstop communication. Um, Anyway, it was Valentine's Day and my sister woke up and strung all across the hallway outside their bedroom, like side to side, were homemade conversation hearts that were customized to her. And I don't know if we found a template someone somewhere because they were so pretty and he had it on this string and like one of them left a blank. Like it says, what I love about you most and he wrote underneath it and then like you're oh, okay. hot and so they were like I love you and, you and all, yeah okay. and it was I said that is the sweetest cutest valentine idea I've ever heard and it took a little bit of effort I'm sure he stayed up late so she wouldn't know mm-hmm. that he was in there printing in color oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably used like a whole cartridge of their color ink but I mean it's a valentine's day she will never ever forget because it was just that thoughtful yeah. and I thought hey guys I'll give you the idea now and you can steal it for next year tuck it away Are your kids having a hard time deciding about college coming up? Some major food for thought. Are your kids having a hard time deciding about college? It's a big decision, right? Especially because it's so expensive. Well, here's some major food for thought. Roughly half of college graduates end up in jobs where their degrees aren't needed, according to a new study that tracked career paths of more than 10 million people who entered the job market over the last 10 years. Researchers say it emphasized the importance of that first job after graduation. Hmm. And they say securing just even one internship during college 
significantly improves your odds of landing a college-level job after you graduate, according to the study. For example, nearly all the undergrads at Northeastern University in Boston completed at least one six-month internship, and six months after they graduated, 91% of those graduates are in jobs related to their major. No kidding. So get those internships, kids. Okay, let's swap some stories. Did you do an internship? Were you an intern at a company or anywhere while you were in school? Would love to hear about your experience being an intern. So we're talking about internships, you know, jobs that you did for free uh, to get experience in the field that you wanted to, wanted to go into or you were interested in. We have a lady on hold, cannot wait to talk to her. She had a internship pretty high up in the government with law enforcement. We'll talk to her first. Hey, Megan, we're talking about internships that you did, you know, working for free to get some experience. What did you do? So when I was in our last semester of college, it was required to do an internship. And I actually was successful in securing one with the ATF lab. No kidding. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And explosives. (laughs) And explosives. Yeah. Wow. Yes. How exciting was that? I was in criminal justice. It was um, literally amazing. Like, my professor was like, no one's ever done one here. Everybody just goes to sheriff's apartments, which is great and everything. But he was like, this is so unique. And it was really cool. I recatalogued their entire ammunitions um, closet. Wow. And yeah, it was just a really, really cool opportunity. And like, it really solidified my choice. Yeah. To go and what, what are you doing now? Female. So <laughs> I've had a lot of stuff that's led me to where I am, but I'm no longer in law, law enforcement now because I'm a mom. Um, awesome. I was a sheriff's deputy in Tennessee and a sheriff's deputy in Wyoming. And then I moved back and I was a 911 operator. Oh, wow. that's awesome, Megan. Wow. What and, a now, and now you're a mom where it's constantly a 911 situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scarier than anything I dealt with, yes. <laughs> oh, that says so much, Megan. Keep up the great work as a mom. So fun talking to you. Thank you. You too. Have a good day, guys. We're talking about internships and, and how valuable they are. Uh, but I would not be here today if it weren't for for my internship. And, and if I can encourage you, if you're on the bubble and like, man, I just don't have the time. I'm so busy my schedule. I hear you. But when I had my internship, I had a full-time job. I went to school at night. And on the weekends, I went out with an oldies radio station. Good wow. times. Great oldies. In, awesome. uh, in Baltimore. I did it for probably a year and a half. Every weekend, I was out somewhere. I was out at the county fair. I was out at the sock hop. I was out at the the hula hoop competition. Whatever it was, I would go. I would take the van, meet the fabulous radio personality there. I'd get them all set up with the speakers and everything, the helium tanks and the balloons. I blew up more balloons than you could imagine. Um, But I learned so much. Um, One of the, the hosts, Colleen, she taught me about dressing for an occasion, about how to dress for an event. Um, she taught me about being outgoing instead of passive, that you have got to greet people because a lot of people get nervous when they yeah. see their favorite radio station and you see them kind of hanging around the periphery and they're too nervous to come up. So you go out and talk to them and all of a sudden they're your new best friend. And uh, also learned that the people that do take the time and are gracious enough to share with you how much the radio station means to them, that's a gift. I mean, yeah. the fact that somebody says, I love what you're doing, it means a lot in my life, that is a gift that most people never get to hear. Mm-hmm. If you're like a plumber or something, you never get to hear that. But yeah. radio stations, it's a gift that we all get to hear that. So I would not be here today if it weren't for that. And That's then awesome. that led to my first time job was mm-hmm. overnights there running Dick Clark's Rock Roll and Remember, <laughs> where the hardest part of the job was staying up and not falling asleep between midnight and six. That was rough.
So are you impressed when you see Hollywood actors saying like, oh, yeah, I do my own stunts like Tom Cruise comes to mind. I'm right? very impressed by Tom right? Cruise does doing his own, his own stunts. stunts. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor does her own stunts. <laughs> I do. <laughs> she has the surgeries to show for it. And, uh, Sylvester Stallone was very proud of the fact that he was doing his own stunts, even you know as he got older and older. Uh-huh. He was still doing his, his own stunts. But the last episode of The Expendables, uh, he paid the price for it. He got tackled. By uh, co-star uh, wrestling legend Steve Austin in one scene tackled him and it dislocated his shoulder, <gasps> fractured his neck. What? And he had to have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven surgeries. No, that's a nightmare. It. Yeah. Nightmare. Seven surgeries. So I wonder, he didn't say whether he's going to continue to do them or not, but uh, if I were him, I'd be like, you know what? Those stuntmen are really good at what they do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seven surgeries, that is, I can't even imagine. I've only had one surgery in my entire life. Yeah. And that was when I broke my wrist mountain biking. So I can't imagine seven surgeries. I wonder why why do they do it? Are they driven just like, yeah, I can totally do that? Because I would be like, there are stuntmen who they train for this. They, they, This is what they do. They know how to fall. They're probably just trying to be authentic and true to their art. Like you know, I'm sure you, there's other driving forces. But a, a stuntman knows, okay, when you fall, you, you not just roll, but you roll this way or lead with your shoulder. Don't put your hands out. All these things they're trained mm-hmm. to do that you are not trained to do. You're like a first timer. Why would you do that? Because he's rocky. Because <laughs> he's in surgery. By the way, I didn't even know Seven he had a times. show called The Expendables. Oh, yeah, it's been like, I forget how I many no Expendables. There's been like f- Expendables, like they're on like number four now. Are these movies or movie. series? Yeah, it's movie. That's a movie. About, yeah, and they're the Expendables. No they're supposed to be these old, gristled, like secret service people or, oh. or special ops guys who okay. you know, the world has tossed to the side, but they still have a certain set of skills. So, yeah, they get all these old, like, 80s and 90s super action heroes they that they, they get to be in this movie. I wonder how long the movie got delayed because of the seven surgeries. I don't know. He said he when they asked him about it he said, "Well, I did some stupid stuff." <laughs> 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 Maybe it's time that Rocky stops doing his own stunts. Coming up, did you know that skipping walking your dog is a bigger deal than you think? Did you know that skipping walking your dog is a bigger deal than you may think? According to new research, skipping walks can significantly affect your dog's emotional and physical well-being. Hmm. They say most yards just don't offer enough stimulation. They're too small and everything's way too familiar. One expert compared it to reading the same book over and over again or expecting to have fun while hanging out in your bathroom. Walks are good for three key reasons for doggies. They get some exercise, a sense of companionship from you, and it gives them the mental stimulation they need because smelling is how they see the world. Wow. I'm not feeling judged. <laughs> you guys walk your dogs all the time. No, we don't. We you just mentioned the other day Tracy was walking Marco. Every now and then we take them for walks. We have a big backyard with a massive fence and they romp around out there and they're happy as clams. There's no boredom. They're plenty happy. Besides, they so, get to smell each other. So anyone else that, <laughs> anyone else that feels <clears throat> a little bit uh, <clears throat> judged by that, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> so that story that Taylor just shared about how my wife and I were ruining our dogs because we, we just let them out back in the yard. They're going to slowly die of boredom. <laughs> we don't take them on walks. Here's what I thought would be fun. How are you ruining your dogs or your children's lives? <laughs> 
unintentionally. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Irma, uh, Taylor is just letting me know that, that Tracy and I are ruining our dogs' little lives. I did not lives. say this. He's like, rewriting like Just history. letting them out in our big, spacious, fenced-in backyard to romp and chase squirrels and chase balls and, and chase each other and have fun. Apparently, that's boring them to death. So we're ruining our dogs. How are you ruining your dogs or your kids' lives? <laughs> so I'm ruining my kids' lives because I have never gone anywhere for spring break. I mean, our vacations are during the summer and Christmas. That's when we travel. Spring break, I think it's a zoo everywhere you go. Right, They've right. They've been so, so deprived. They're deprived. They're, so long. they're probably going to need years of counseling. Everyone else went to Disney and we had to stay home. By the way, Kevin's talking I about ruining, ruining your dogs or your kids' lives. He's ruining mine because he's assigning headline research studies to me. <laughs> It's all your fault, Taylor. Yes. It's all your fault. Hey, Nita, we're having some fun uh, joking around a, a little bit sarcastically about how have you ruined your kids' lives. Like the lady that just called, she's never taken her kids on spring break vacation. Ruined her kids' lives. So what have you done? Yeah, I heard that. That was funny. Um, when my children are grown now, but when they were small, there were bunches of kids in the neighborhood, and my children would say, we're the only kids in the neighborhood who have to go to the doctor. You make us get those vaccinations, and none of our friends ever have to go get vaccinations. And I would say, well, I'm so sorry, but my kids are going to the doctor when they're sick, and you're getting your vaccination, so let's go. But I was the world's worst mom because I made them get the vaccination. <laughs> that is just terrible. Just terrible. Hey, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, love you guys. Bye.